Two weeks ago, we talked with New Zealand Film Commission CEO David Strong about the challenges and some rewards facing the whole industry. But what's it like at the sharp end? One of our most successful production companies is Libertine Pictures, set up by writer Neil Cross and producer Richard Fletcher. Right now they specialise in TV co-productions, like Mystic, the series based on Stacey Gregg's popular books, Pony Club Secrets. I should be in there with you. No. She trusts me. Never even ridden a horse before. You've been here all of, like, five minutes. You're making us all follow you about. What have you got there exactly? Nothing. What are you up to? Yeah, what are you up to? Are you kidding? She's all London. No, no, maybe I'm neither. Maybe you're both. Well, maybe I'm global then. So, how hard is it making a big-budget TV series here under COVID restrictions? Simon Morris with the story. Libertine is riding on two big successes. The Rebecca Gibney rom-com Under the Vines, co-produced with Acorn TV, is about to start shooting Series 2 in Otago. And family action-adventure Mystic, made with the BBC, is shooting Series 3 in Auckland right now. Well, I'm joined by Libertine Pictures producer Richard Fletcher. Hi, Richard. How are you? Hi, Simon. Very well, thank you. So what's it like making high-end TV with COVID on your right and Netflix and all the rest on your left? Yeah, it certainly makes you wonder whether you're in the right job. (laughs) It's throwing out challenges, but I think, yeah, that's the nature of film and television production, you know, with the master at, you know, spinning on a dial and reacting and, and, you know, dealing with difficult situations. So I think, yeah, as an industry we're well-placed to deal with difficult situations. Well, it sounds to me like you've picked a couple of good projects to do it because I understand that both Under the Vines and Mystic were picked up for new series before they'd even the first series had even gone to air. Was that true? It is true, and yeah, and obviously it's, it's quite unusual, but I, I think it speaks to the strength of both projects. And also it speaks to the fact that both are made... Um, obviously, for a domestic audience, you know, mm. we're both are with, with TVNZ, but uh, also very much with the international. And it's a big chunk of the money, or majority of the money on both projects was from overseas. So, um, yeah, certainly with the BBC and with, with Acorn, BBC on Mystic and Acorn on, on Under the Vines, they were attracted by the fact that we could actually shoot in New Zealand because when both shows were, were recommissioned, it was at the height of, of COVID and New Zealand was was one of the few places you could actually physically shoot. So that was a factor. And also, particularly in the UK, they genuinely had a shortage of content. So, yeah, that was looking like they were struggling to fill their programming schedule. So that, yeah, those were were factors. And and obviously, I say modestly, the the quality of the shows. I've mentioned at the start that um, you do a lot of co-productions at the moment, and that seems to be the main thing that's driving these. So what's Libertine's contribution? You're facilitating or you're providing crews, or how does it work? No, no, quite quite the opposite. They're very much our own productions. I mean, Mystic, we originally, I'll be seven years or more ago now, optioned Stacey Gregg's books, and we realised quite early that to do them justice, we needed a bigger budget than what was available in New Zealand and that the limits because of the, the stress on their funding in general from New Zealand Air just wouldn't enabled us to make a show at the quality we, we needed it. Yeah, generally with New Zealand Air, the maximum that they would be able to put into a children's drama would be around about two million New Zealand dollars. 
the budget for Mystic is substantially larger than that. So we realized quickly that we needed to find an international partner. We also realized that, yeah, to attract a big partner, we needed the relationship in that market. And in children's television, particularly in the free-to-air space, there's limited places you can go. And we all always felt that its natural home was free-to-air television because the cable televisions, the Nickelodeons and the Disney channels are very specific in terms of their style of content they made. And we didn't want to make Mystic in that way. So we were looking for a partner like the ABC in Australia and the BBC in the UK. I mean, for, for Mystic newbies, what is the story of Mystic? I mean, Mystic's based on the much-loved Stacey Gregg Pony Club Secrets books. And series one starts with a young girl from London who's relocated to New Zealand because her mother was has a, a New Zealand mother. And she's an outsider. She finds her place in amongst the pony club. And it's the adventures of her and her friends in the pony club. And she's guided by Mystic the horse. Yeah, in one level, it's good old fashioned drama, but with a great twist. And we were very fortunate with, we had such great source material from Stacey. And then as we've obviously evolved into series two or three, we've been able to go beyond the basis of the books and introduce new storylines. And a key storyline across all the series is an environmental storyline in terms of an awareness of the environment and how the kids interact with their environment and how they are protecting it as well. We didn't have a relationship with BBC, so we partnered with a company in the UK called Slim Film and Television, and they had a better relationship with the BBC. So it then grew from there. They brought on a couple of UK writers. That's when the storyline changed slightly and we introduced two UK characters. But other than that, it's entirely shot in New Zealand, uh, entirely post-produced in New Zealand, all New Zealand directors, all New Zealand crew, and bar two cast members, all New Zealand cast. So it was originated by us, and then we've uh, brought on a partner, a very good partner in, in Slim, who have helped us uh, raise the finance. And similarly, on Under the Vines, um, Libertine as a company has a joint venture with an Australian company called EQ Media, who principally make factual entertainment. So we've made shows like uh, Griff Reese Jones' Great Kiwi Adventure for Prime, um, Reese Darby in Japan for TVNZ. Yeah, they're very much our own productions versus service productions, which is fantastic from a, a company perspective, but also from an industry perspective, because it means that the IPs owned in New Zealand. So any residual value in those shows in terms of internationals and sales and things is flowing back into New Zealand. You mentioned the the bigger budget required for Mystic because you were competing with that level of stuff, I guess. But um, in fact, you were getting a budget that's probably significantly higher than a lot of adult drama in New Zealand. Suddenly you're talking serious money, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's definitely a much higher budget. But ironically, your constraints are just the same. Your budget is still under enormous pressure because with that higher budget, there's a higher expectation. And the difficulty for all New Zealand shows, and I think this is why the the government incentive is so important, is even with a good budget that we have on Mystic, we're competing against enormously funded Netflix, Nickelodeon and Disney shows. And relatively, we have a tiny budget in comparison. So it is a tough space to compete in. And you really do have to put your best foot forward in terms of having the highest production value and having those original storylines. You mentioned the fact that there were very few companies who seemed to be making family viewing aimed at a sort of a teenage audience. But I remember quite a long time ago when 
family viewing television dominated the first half of prime time, essentially. Aside from Doctor Who and various Robin Hoods and Black Beauty and Thunderbirds and all those sort of things. That's not the case now, is it? It's changed a wee bit since then. It has changed. And Enzonia did a very interesting study about a year ago on, on children's viewing habits. And my own children are a little bit older now, but they subscribe to this as well. It's, most children are not watching terrestrial television. Yeah, a huge percentage of their viewership is online, both in terms of the lights of Netflix, but also the YouTubes, etc. And yeah, Mystic, for example, does play it on TV too. Its main audience is going to be on TV and Z On Demand. And certainly that's the same in the UK. Yeah, the bigger audience for the show, it's on the BBC iPlayer, their on-demand equivalent. So children's viewing habits are changing and it's very hard to capture them. What is so important, though, is I'm showing my age now, but I grew up with the likes of, of Under the Mountain and, and, the, and you know, seminal New Zealand shows. Absolutely. And that definitely had an influence on me as an adult. And I think it's so important for our children that they see their own voices, their own culture on screen, and they're not just bombarded with predominantly US content. And you've seen that in Australia recently, where until until COVID, they had a children's quota. And that was removed because of COVID. And the volume of children's drama in Australia has just dropped enormously as a result. And we were directly impacted on Mystic, you know, our, our first series, we had Channel 7 in who were putting quite a substantial license fee in. Because the quota was removed, they pulled out of Series 2 and we lost that license fee. Thankfully, the ABC stepped in, who are a fantastic partner and a very dedicated supporter of children's television. But it's a really vulnerable space because it's so dominated by those streamers with very deep pockets. It makes local content very vulnerable. I think it's fair to say... The Netflix audience, the content plays a little bit older because there's less constraints around the streaming service just mm. and on a practical level in terms of government regulation and things. So terrestrial does tend to play a little bit safer and so you have to be a little bit more careful in terms of storylines and, and those sort of things. But we definitely, in, in respect of Mystic, we took the view that there was a gap in the market in the terrestrial television space and that, yeah, it's rare that they get an opportunity to have a show of of this scale and this quality and by you know it being a New Zealand show we were able for the budget to deliver a level of quality that you wouldn't be able to deliver in the UK for the same budget level it, it seems to have paid off because it's it's playing in France on Canal Plus and in Germany on ZDF so other broadcasters around and as is mentioned ABC in Australia other broadcasters in the world have clearly taken the same view as well. So how do you actually shoot in the age of COVID? I remember a year or so ago, we had Sam Neill on the show and he was talking about shooting Jurassic World. The thing he was saying was that he wouldn't recognise any of the crew if he ran into them in the street because he never saw them. They were all masked to the eyebrows. It, it is large like that. And I was joking with a colleague over in the UK over email, yeah, who would have thought as a producer, your job has become being an expert on public health criteria. <laughs> There's a whole new vernacular that's been introduced and it's not peculiar to our industry. I'm sure it's across many industries, bubbles. So each department remain in their bubble. So the camera department are very much in their bubble, art department in their bubble, sound are in their bubble, and as much as possible, they don't interact. And when they do, the interaction is very limited. On set, in the production office, all day, people are required to wear masks. We rat test all the cast and crew every morning. So part of the ritual, you turn up to work, you do the swab, 
you get the test. There's a greater awareness of being careful within work and outside of work. Just practical things like lunch is served to cast and crew each day on any film or TV set. Traditionally, it would be a buffet served yourself. Now you're, you know, you collect your meal. So it's practical things. I'm sure every other workplace is doing to an extent. The difficulty we have, people can't work from home, and there has to be some physical interaction. So obviously, the actors when they're shooting, they remove their mask, they shoot. As soon as they finish the scene, they put their mask back on. Yeah, offset. We try maintain as much social distancing as possible. But there's instances where there can't be, where makeup's been applied, hair's been done, et cetera. But then we'll use additional PPE. So there'll be face mask. And top of face mask, there might be a visor. So we're lucky, I guess, with the current government regulations, you know, red traffic light and things. It's not directly impacting the way we film. If you look at some UK drama that was sort of shot at the height of COVID, you'll notice some of the camera angles can be quite strange. And often you'll see scenes of people a long way apart and I've noticed in a lot of British drama there's an enormous amount of car scenes with one people in the car so at the moment we're not overly restricted in the way in which we can shoot but certainly you try limit the amount of um, we, we wouldn't be having in a children's series anyway but the amount of intimacy and those sorts of things to sure. uh, limit the risk. I don't suppose you I mean you imply basically that you don't include COVID as part of either series I mean there's no masks or overt social distancing in either series no we made the conscious decision and yeah we genuinely had this discussion that we wouldn't include COVID in the storyline and that was twofold I think one of the reasons for both Mystic and Under the Vines is it's ideal escapism Mystic is shot all around Greater Auckland, our principal location is out near Bethel's Beach. And yeah, for, particularly for the international events, it's a pretty exotic and exciting location. And it's a great bunch of kids. You know, as a young child, you'd want to be in that gang. So it was aspirational and escapism. And similarly with Under the Vines, you know, who doesn't want to own a broken down vineyard and restore it? You know, we wanted it to be a world that you aspire to versus a world you're reacting to. And I think everyone's really worn down by COVID and it's sort of probably the last thing you then want to be assaulted with when you're switching off and watching some television. Final question, Richard. I mean, these days, is it possible to make a TV drama now without an eye on an international audience? The days of perhaps making films only for our own local audience may have gone away now. I I think it's always been that contradiction for a New Zealand producer of you absolutely have to identify with and be making something for your your own audience because that's intrinsically what you you understand and you can relate to. But for a program or a feature to have any scale, the international market is so important. So, you know, at Liberty, we've always had that duality and we've always hoped that our projects will work domestically and internationally. We've been fortunate with both Under the Vines and Mystic. They're doing well in internationally and domestically but I, th- I i just don't think you can separate the two now if you want that higher budget level you need the project has to potentially work and, and appeal to the international market for the purpose of raising money and also you know ultimately selling is neil cross still um involved in libertine richard or has he moved on yes yes very much so yeah no neil is very much a, a key partner in libertine yeah he is busy very much in his 
own space as a, as a writer, mm. um, and obviously most recently with Mosquito Coast. But we're currently developing one of Neil's books, Always the Sun, as a feature film, an early book he wrote, which was longlisted for the Booker Prize before before he became a screenwriter. Oh, wow. Uh, and ironically, it was the first spec script he wrote. So we're currently developing that. Neil also you know, is heavily involved in putting ideas forward in terms of other projects we're working for. Yeah, another project we're currently developing was originally an idea of Neil's. And yeah, he's involved in general input across the TV and film projects we're working on. Funny thing is, yeah, I've got a reputation for being successful at raising finance and I've always maintained and under the vines and Mystic Classic examples, yeah, I don't raise the money. I know people who raise the money for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the relationships and that's across the whole aspect of film and television production because you're reliant on literally hundreds of people to get the project made. So no one person can be responsible for it. It's all those relationships along the way. Richard Fletcher from Libertine Pictures talking with Simon Morris. Series 1 of Under the Vines and the first two series of Mystic are currently available on TVNZ On Demand.